As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gildas Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. On you. Episode 9, 2, 3, down, 2, dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and wherever else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a week. I am Luke, joined this morning by Andrew. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. Slam through. Taylor. Guys, I have terrible news. The cheese factory blew up in France. Debris is everywhere. <laughs> come, miss, come, Mr. DJ song down, debris plague. Mr. DJ, won't you turn the music up? I mean, okay, I'm trying to read the uh, lyrics to this. It is nearly more, impossible. More yeah, I thought I was just miss hearing like the actual words it's it's a different language i'll show you guys uh slam through and jay it's jay what what song is it dude this is rihanna's this very classic first come mr single. dj oh okay no her first Look. single was umbrella wasn't it no 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 uh ponder replay ponder first it was I, the one that really broke her onto the scene. This is one that could just never do this for karaoke. You don't know it well enough. Oh, God, that's insane. I, yeah, uh, good call. Ponder replay. Hmm. How about that? Hey, follow us on Instagram. We got the gram. I'll take Got some grams. Uh, so the Thunder hired a coach this week. It happened. We can stop the uh, really awkward jokes on Twitter and the internet about, are the Thunder even going to have a coach? Are they just going to have Chris Paul coach? I mean, we can stop all that now, which is great. Also because Chris Paul is not going to be on the Thunder. 
in one week, he will be no longer a member of our team. Wow. Jay, no. Is that you heard it here first. Wow, Jay. That has no insider information that is purely speculative. Gut. You, know, you know how that comes from? Straight from the gut. Not Straight from that. the guts. Straight from the guts. I trust that. Yeah, Mark, Mark Dagnalt, who is the most Thunder hire. Like, we pretty much knew this was going to be the guy from the moment that Billy Donovan left. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is it, did it, nobody, nobody was surprised by this hire, right? Um, I wouldn't say nobody was surprised by the hire. Um, it I'm like, sure Will Weaver was surprised by the hire, but... It seemed like all the guys that were... The last three or four that they had were all Thunder guys that we could say this exact same thing about. Like, whoever they hired would be like, well, this is the most Thunder guy ever because they really just found the three most Thunder people Yeah, I mean, ever. they just found, like, young assistants that yeah. were curious. And so... That was, young, curious boys. Yeah. Easy to mold. <laughs> Easy, very moldable for Sam. Like wet clay. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Let's throw some mud, Sam. Yeah, I mean, he. it's, it's all TBD with, with Mark, but the things that you hear about him is that he's literally the best dude ever. Well, I'll t- I, I, we could just jump into my online deep dive right from there. How do you feel about that? <laughs> with what a good guy is. I have first, I have... This is this is true. Hold on, let me let me pull you off a track for your online deep dive. <laughs> but yeah, I, I seriously though, like Kevin Hervey tweeted something like the best man I've ever known, or something like that. Wow. I mean, people really think of him as the as the best guy. Fred told me yesterday. I guess he also said this on the Daily Ding that there was there's an assistant coach for the Wizards that said he, he said he's probably. What did he say? He has the highest moral character of anyone I've ever met in my life. Now I'm really curious as to know what his creepy dark secret is. What is guys Mark, like that, they've always got something. You think real Dagnalt's weird. got a, a secret? Oh, yeah. we have Andrew, do you think that Dagnalt's going to be the guy that can finally get the fullest potential out of Kevin Hervey? I think that's what we've all been waiting for. He can be the power forward we've been longing for. This is all this is what we've wanted. And maybe we finally get it. Maybe we finally get it. I've just been waiting. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, all the guys like him, which is a great start. All the guys know him, which is a great start. But I think he also has the highest potential. Alex is the one that kept saying this, and I just it, it just resonated. He also has the highest potential to bring in something different than a lot of the other candidates that we heard about, right? Like, even when you got to Will Weaver, you had this, uh, you know, here's he's kind of struggles with in-game adjustments and, you know, gets stubborn with lineups is one of the things people said about him. And it's like, well, that, that sounds just like Billy and Scott yeah. Brooks. And so mm-hmm. I think the unknown quantity of what Dagnall brings is one of those things that is uh, should, for a Thunder fan, like knowing that they weren't going to hire Mike D'Antoni or something that's just not even in the realm of possibility. Like getting this Mm -hmm. assistant that knows the culture, understands the importance of development, and then is kind of an unknown quantity as far as the in-game coaching. Like, Because I don't think you can take anything with the blue and extrapolate that over to how he's going to coach the Thunder. And so the unknown aspect of it, and then knowing the things we do know about it, I think it's a hire that makes a ton of sense for this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's. I mean, he's said all the right things so far. We just got to see it. I mean, Billy said a lot of the right things too. So we just got to see it. We got to see it happen. Got to see what he does. 
Oh, it's time of a Dillman's on that deep dive. So, guys, we made the announcement that Mark Diagnolch is going to be the next Thunder coach. I saw that. And I was like, man, this is he's, he's going to be the Thunder coach, but it's, you know, we trade away all these things. It's going to be a really tough year. We need a really feel good moment right now. We need to know that this is the right guy. So, I tweeted out a story about. Being unable to pay on a date and this guy paying for the date. Well, pay, tell the paying. story. Okay, I'll just read the. Should I just read the tweet? Read the tweet. Yeah, okay, read the I tweet. tweet I, I tweeted this. It says, "A few years ago, I was on a date at Red Prime and forgot my wallet. I secretly asked my waiter to let me come back the next day and pay. A guy overheard my convo and paid, refusing to let me repay him. That guy, Mark Dignolt, the new Thunder head coach. Congrats to a great guy." Now, I'll say this. Is that story true? I'll say this. It feels like it should be true. <laughs> it <laughs> probably has happened to someone feels else. feels like it could be true. And it would be really cool if it did happen. Did yeah. it specifically happen? Who can say? <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> Only you can. But I just know will you? that it made people feel good about this hire. And that's more important. Yep. So, no. Didn't happen. <laughs> but I wanted to help the people out and I feel like I did. You know? Sorry for making the Thunder fan base feel good. Okay? Hey, no, what, what kind good. of numbers did you pull on? <laughs> Huge numbies. What's your numbies look like? Let me see. Dude, let me see. Two million. No. Like four hundred and seventy people liked it. Wow. That's that's pretty good though. I'm proud of those numbies. That's pretty good that's for a good. fake story. Hey, but it's also a pretty good case study of uh, why do we believe just anything we see rolling right. across it's, the screen? Yeah, it's yeah, guys, it's it can be true to you if it, if it makes you feel good. I think it's true. Here's what I'll say: what makes it true? Okay. It's true to the character of Mark Degnall. <laughs> I will say that it is absolutely true to this man's character. <laughs> this is not a story. This is not a story of something that actually happened. This is a story of the character of Mark Degnall. <laughs> this is. You should be a lawyer. Wow. That's a pretty good wow, argument. Wow, that this is really not, is. Yeah, true to the character of Marcus. All right. Uh, did a can you talk about the notable journalist that uh, hit you up? Oh, yes, uh, Barry Trammell. I mean, he slid into my DMs. <laughs> he slid into my DMs wanting, wanting to said, interview about it because of that tweet. Because right? of that, he said, yeah. "Hey man, I'd like to talk to you about Mark Diagnold." And I and I said, <laughs> and I, I did not respond. I thought that was a little too much. I like how you turn into a uh, New Yorker every time you say his name. Diagnol. They, they sent out a style. Mac like Diagnol. They sent out a thing of how to uh, pronounce it, and they said Mark Diagnol. Yeah. What makes it awkward is that Bagel Sam is saying Dagnol, like like Dagnabbit. Dag, but there's a Y. It's a, they said it's D, like pronounced uh, D A Y G Dag. Trust me. Dag, Dagnolt. I know that. Okay. I know that. I've been fighting the, the Dagnolt, Dagnolt battle for this hours is, this now. This is just Robertson, Roberson all over. This again. is Robertson, Roberson. This is Schroeder, a Brenus, a Brenish. This is, this is really a Brenus, a Brenish because Sam called him a Brenish. Yeah. Alex, a Brenish when he got here. I knew it was incorrect. Lots of people knew it was incorrect. A lot of people followed Sam down the wrong path of a Brenish. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. If you're following Sam down the path of of of, Dag, of Dagnalt, 
You're just on the path of a brainish. The almost the entire Oklahoman staff called him Alex Abrinish for months because Sam did it. Which I, I like to think that Sam's just playing a little prank on people. It's a power move by Sam every time he does that. Kind of is. I mean, he hires a new head coach, and the head coach thinks, Does my GM not know what my name <laughs> is? Is the guy who just hired me even like me? Exactly, just, and now you're on. He's not even saying my name right. It's kind of like walking Parks, on glass. It's like Parks and Rec, Jerry. Yeah, when they yeah. called him the wrong name, they just yeah. kept kept with it. Yeah, this is so true. Because wasn't Jerry at the beginning not even his real name? It's Gary. <laughs> it's Gary, and then it turned to Terry. Oh, great production work. It always surprises me every time I hear it. So, there was a rocket story that came out. We're all familiar with it. Russ wants out. Bloody blue, bloody blee. The Athletic does a story. And in the story, the part that I actually found interesting, most interesting, was uh, all the names that they called out that felt like were... <laughs> basically, they, they named a lot more players on the roster that had issues with... It's a list of grievances from yes, like really everybody is. on the roster. Yeah, It really is quite a story. And they very quickly... And, and Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, PJ Tucker, mad that they didn't pay him because he looks around the league at other 3 and D players. And they get money, and PJ Tucker not going to get money like that. And they did not want to pay him. Uh, and then they said, like, Trevor Ariza probably actually didn't come back because he f- his feelings were hurt, which I thought was weird. <laughs> um, and then Austin Rivers was mad about stuff. Yeah. They're just hurting all their players' feelings all the time. This is a very hurt group. Yeah, they do not care about players' The culture is, a, is not there. They only care about numbers. So, my question to you, boys... Is there a time that you hurt someone else's feelings or your feelings were hurt? No, I'm a man. I don't have feelings. Real men cry, though. So, yeah, (laughs) I have. Tayshawn, do you have an answer for this? I'm trying to think. Do I have an answer for this? Uh, I don't come up with answers for my own questions. (laughs) Jay? Good. Jay, tell us. Yeah, I think that the only time that I ever really get my feelings hurt is being like left out of things, Mm. right? Like if your friends get together and it's like everybody that you normally hang out with, except for you, that's a moment where it kind of hurts my feelings. I don't let anybody know. I just stew on it. And the next time I have a thing, I invite everybody, but that person, uh, but, but that's not true really. But that's probably the only time I can think recently where I've had my feelings hurt as far as like, just being left out of things. I have that FOMO thing. I have that. If you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a three on the Enneagram. And so perception is huge to me. And so I don't, I don't know why this is part of our podcast, but I sure do appreciate because being able to like, have my small counseling session. Jay, I have a, I have a question. Where people do you want to know us? Where do you take that Enneagram? Is that how you pronounce it? One. Yeah. And two, where do you take the that Enneagram. test? There's all sorts of kind of cheaper ones online, but you can you can find uh, the oh there's a name for it, but there's the two two kind of guys that created one of the best exams that are out there. You have to kind of do like John you have to write Pam. it in and pen and then count it out. Reso Hudson. Anyway, but you can just find. I'll send you one. Oh man, well, there's tons of them. The thing, all over is the that on on the the uh, dating apps? All the latest listed enneagrams, and I'm like, I I never want to have to find out what that is. 
but I oh really so, you yeah. gotta know yeah, it's just but, a, I, but I don't want to take just a person like, this is mine but I but Jay I'm the same way because like with the FOMO and they're not getting it's like oh look all my friends are out there having fun and you didn't want, they didn't want me there yeah probably because I'm which has fun. been like I think it, I think it's just <laughs> been even larger in this season you know like because I know that you've taken this COVID shutdown pretty seriously Luke and so have we Natalie and I and so. It's been one of those things where, like, I think it's fun. been. You want to go there? Uh, well, and you have your friends where it's like they're just acting like things are normal, which I, is not the probably proper thing to do, but yeah. acting like things are normal and you're the ones that are like bunkered in and you get left out and it feels just really sad. It gets my feelers hurt. Yeah, I, I feel that too. I, I have the same thing. And then they have inside jokes and you're like, oh, what? Yeah. No, I just cut them out of my life at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They're. <laughs> I, I actually do have an answer if you do, Andrew. Mine's mine's a little lighthearted, though. Yeah, mine's. Uh, I've got a little more lighthearted story. In the fifth grade, I was playing one-on-one basketball with this guy named Vincent Green. I don't even remember what he said to me, but I was I was kicking his tail, and he said oh. something to me, and it hurt my feelings, and I chunked the basketball at his face. Whoa! <laughs> Did you get him? <laughs> yeah, I got him good. What do you think he said to you? I don't remember. I'm trying to rack my brain as to what he said that got me so mad. It was so succinct Did you get suspended for that? I did not. I don't think that's big enough to get suspended. I did not. We, I, I made it right later. Here's the time. But I was super, super pissed and hit Benson Green right in the. I think I hit him in the nose. Just wow. chunked it at him. Dude. Here's here's the time that I my feelings were hurt in high school. There was a thing where Dr Pepper came to our high school and was like, "We're gonna pick 20, 20 kids to make this." like book diagram thing about their lives and about Dr. Pepper. And the winner gets like $500 or like a thousand dollars. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So the leadership class, they picked people from this class called leadership where uh, the leaders have out. And, uh, and uh, hard to imagine what we do. So there. they picked yeah. 20 people from this class. Well, in the class, there's 25 yeah, people. Yeah. It's not a big class. That's the whole class, yeah. And I, my thing, I love Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I love it. I'm drinking it all the time. I didn't get picked. <laughs> and I was like, and they came. I was pumped about it. I was like, I love Dr. Pepper. I've got to do this. I didn't get picked. And, and they would have like these secret Dr. Pepper meetings with oh, the Dr. God. Pepper reps. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> just be at the window, like looking in, hand on the window, just like, <laughs> Are they all sipping Dr. Pepper during the meeting? I think so. I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> but they were just talking about how much they love Dr. Pepper. And I'd just be outside in the cafeteria looking in. It no, was because pre- there felt are like it was raining. Giant windows inside. into that room. Yeah, it's like I want to be talking about Dr. Pepper. That's so funny. It. <laughs> That's hilarious. Taylor, uh, when I was go- I was get on a bus to go to daycare, and then the daycare would take me to school when I was younger. Yeah. And there was a girl on that bus that was my friend. And what I would always do is always sing songs that I heard in my dad's car. Dad would always play me like Jimi Hendrix or whatever, for example. And so one day she she always liked when I sang. So I sang a song for her and I sang Foxy Lady. I'm like four. I'm Oof. like, uh, let's see. I'm like five, probably. I don't know. I don't know any of this. So I'm singing Foxy Lady. And she goes, walks up to the front of the bus. Talks to the teacher. I'm so confused. And she tells on me. 
And the teacher takes me off the bus, and I'm so confused. What did I do? What did I do? She told the teacher I was back there yelling the F word. (laughs) (laughs) I was so hurt and confused. That was the last song I ever sang. That's awesome. Dave John's back toy bigger in a hurry. John's back toy bigger in a hurry. And now we'll take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back! And we're back from that quick... We're back from that quick break. Hey, what happens during the break? Uh, Do commercials. You play, you play a commercial? Yeah, that's okay. what happens. You don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, I just known. wanted people to know in case they're here with us as well. They already listened to the commercials at this point. Yeah, no one's here. I'm here. Um, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about Russell. Let's talk about Russell. Guys, we wanting, need, wanting out. We need to talk about Russ. We, we've got to talk about Russ. Is there anybody less self-aware than Russ right now as to what's going on? Uh, the birthday boy yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy, yeah, I mean, maybe the social media manager is less <laughs> self-aware for the Houston Rockets. Uh, Fred posed to me, <laughs> Fred posed to me this yesterday too. He said, "Is that them not realizing there's a scheduled post? One or two? Is did they put Russell Westbrook on a cupcake? Oh wow! I think you. I, I think you're the team. You just." They just set them out and they're like planned post. Yeah, I believe that too. I also, my rebuttal was that's he was on a, a real cake, not a cupcake. <laughs> but it made you think did they do this on purpose? Are they, are they jabbing, jabbing at the Brody? I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're jabbing. People are just trying to celebrate his birthday. Yeah. And I think online people and Russ are, there are people that are just, 
if Russ came out on Twitter and was like, "Hey, I, I know I want oh you guys God, to murder," that my, would be huge news. Not that oh. I want. I want <laughs> what? if he if he posted on Twitter, I want. Hey, my big fans, I want you to go out and murder someone. I know about five accounts that I think would. Yeah, probably more than five. Huge fans, huge Russ fans. Yeah, I hope not, and I hope that Russell never does that. This is this is getting really weird. But anyways, <laughs> talking about Russell just wanting to be traded to another basketball team, we'll go ahead and we'll table that. I feel so confused. Luke <laughs> is on is one gone. today, man. This just that's a that's a weird Taylor of two weeks ago direction to go. Um, so he wants to. So Russell got done with this season and thought. What I need to do is I need the ball more and I need to do what I used to do. That will fix the problem here. The, any problems yeah. that we're having will be fixed by me doing what I used to do in Oklahoma City. Which is having 100% control of everything. Yes. Yeah. I need control of everything. And it's just funny because like the word you hear coming out of Houston right now is like toxic environment. Like everybody said, this is a toxic environment. This is not good. And I won't. I'll, I'll say that things weren't too dissimilar to Oklahoma City when things were not going well, and so you just wonder because Russell like still has a lot left in the tank if he's willing to take on more of like a role player role. Like if he decided, hey, I'm going to be super Andre Iguodala, he could do it. Yeah, like he has that skill set. He's still athletic enough. He could still def- he could he could defend at a high level if he wanted to. Mm. But no, he says no. I want to go back to the now. I do what I want season because that's when I was my best. And let's let's do that. My question is like, who's going to trade for him? Mm-hmm. Who is trading for Russell Westbrook? Like the teams that I can think of that really would like to have Russell Westbrook, and it actually makes sense is like Orlando. Makes sense. Yeah, Charlotte, I think that's, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in the sense of like Charlotte pursuing that, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's redundant with Terry Rozier and uh, Devontae Graham. What's his name? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, those guys just aren't that good. Like they're okay. Like I understand that, but what I'm saying is like that's that's three ball dominant guys. Like Russell, Russell elevates them, uh, but it's not something that, I mean, they're both of those teams, it's like, cool, you're going to be the eight seed and losing the first round. Indefinitely. Yeah. The hard part for Russell is this bounce. So there's two things that I I, I think are important to acknowledge. Number one, what did you think was going to happen when you went to Houston? You you chose that destination to play with Harden, like the most ball dominant person in the NBA. Like, of course, you're not going to be able to have that. Um, And I just don't know where there is there are no options of where you can land and be successful going forward so russell's making a decision that to end these next 2 years of this contract or is it 3 years 3 years either way yeah so to end this three. contract is you would rather be now i do what i want versus i want to go and win um which hey, i respect that right like in some sense like Go and be who you want to be. Detroit would love to have you uh, do insane things. I don't think they would. I really don't think Detroit would. I mean, Detroit has historically always been looking for anybody that draws a crowd and potentially That's gets Troy them Weaver's to a team higher now, level. Though. That's Troy Weaver's team. Oh, now, true. Mm. I mean, I don't. Yeah, they're stoked on Lamelo Ball. I mean, I just don't. I mean, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, Heat, Sixers, Nets. 
probably all say no. Magic, I don't know if they'd say no, but I think they actually make sense. Hornets, we know yeah. we're already trying to say yes. Uh, Wizards, Bulls. I mean, if I'm the Bulls, like, don't do it, guys. And, and don't, do that, don't do that to Billy. No, Billy Donovan does not want that. Don't do that to Billy. Orlando Magic makes so much sense. And I actually think he would be... Because the, the funny thing about it is, like, him playing point guard with Vucevic as your center. Like, yeah. you actually... He's your one non-shooter, Russ would be, uh, yep. which is where you want to be. And so... I think that would make sense, and I think it does improve that team, but you're still for what? For what? You you listed the teams that are in the top seven from the East yesterday, and it just makes it to where it's like, well, you get to the AC. this isn't yeah. really – this is not really something – because both – in the Western Conference is the same. So look at this. So the top seven teams, Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Pacers, Heat, 76ers, and Nets. Does a Russell Westbrook-led Magic team beat any of those teams? Um, no, probably not. The Pacers, maybe the Pacers. Yeah, maybe the Pacers. You could do Aaron so Gordon, I, Markel Fultz, and Alfred Camino for. Russell I think that's Westbrook. too much, man. I think that's way too much to give up from the Magic. The Rockets would love that, though. Markel Fultz. Yeah, I mean that's that would be team. such a gift to the Rockets. Yeah. The problem, like is I heard that, and that is that the one you said the other day on the was it. I can't, dude. I've listened to so many podcasts about basketball this week. I'm assuming I have no idea where this is, but you put some trade out there between the Magic and them. And I was like, I don't want that because it makes the Rockets way better. Yeah, it makes them better. But then if you're the Rockets, like you still have Vucevic, you still have Fournier, you still have Terrence Ross, you got Jonathan Isaac who'll come back next season. Does I mean, the Wizards make any sense at all? Is there I mean, anything? If you're swapping for Wall, if you yeah, if you swap John Wall, then yeah, sure. But are they? Do you think the Nets want to make a play for him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. I thought it was funny that Andrew <laughs> even mentioned them in that list. It's like, oh my gosh, that is so funny. The Nets would any okay. Here's my question: Would any team in the Western Conference trade for him? Any team? Oh man. I could see something with Phoenix if they miss out on Chris Paul, maybe kicking the tires on something like that. Okay, let's say that you're the general manager of Phoenix. I'm James Jones. You're James Jones. You're Jay Jones. <laughs> Jay Jones. Jay Jones, do you want to trade for <laughs> Russell Westbrook? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe. It depends how much pressure there is from ownership to be... Uh, to be playoff. I, I think that. So here's let, let's say that there is pressure. Let's say there's pressure. Is Russell getting you Big there? pressure. Jay Jones. What's the answer? So I think the tendency is going to be to bash. We need an answer. Answer. We need an answer. Yes. I, I, I think Russell gets you You're into fired. the playoff conversation. <laughs> you failed the test. You're, You're fired. fired. They, they just, <laughs> we ran the simulation. They did really bad. The seat next season is bad trade. You're fired. <laughs> I mean, he's not the he's not the better option if you have the opportunity to get Chris Paul. But if you miss out on Chris Paul because Sam has got you competing against, I, I think Russell elevates your team. I do. I think that that roster as well. Like I don't I don't know enough about Mikael Bridges to know if, if he can stretch the floor. Um, but Aiton is a guy he would he can pick and pop. He can do a lot of stuff. And Booker obviously can stretch the floor as well. And so I just think with Russell, like you have to surround him by shooters. And I. I get it. Like, it's not a good fit. The thing for me is it's surprising that he thought anything other than that when he went to Houston last year. Yeah. 
culture wise, like, I just you can't don't know. have two guys that are similar. You have to be willing to basically hand over your culture to Russell. Yeah, and I think that's, that's I think that's I what I'm it. saying about the Suns, though, is the Suns. Like, do you trust Monty Williams to be able to be one of those guys? Because there's a familiarity there between Monty and uh, Mark Bryant, two guys that Russell would be familiar with. And coming into a new environment, there's just part of me that would wonder if if they would bet on their ability to kind of help make Russ fit more than Russ dominate the way he has. Um, because it, it, to be fair, like for a majority of this Houston season, Russ did what he could to try to fit within the scheme that was laid before him. Yeah, but like, um, the, but the scheme was Russell. The scheme was, hey, it's just funny. Like everybody's like, oh, he he stopped shooting threes. That's great. But like, they also made a trade for him. Mm-hmm. They even like yes, it, looked beyond their best player and the guy who's going to I, be leading their franchise and said, no, we need to build everything around him. But here's he here's the only I mean, here's the final defense I would say about that. Like, I think the reason you do that is because Daryl Morey was handed a uh, team that wouldn't have been his choice. And so he's like, all right, so how do I maximize what I have? It's not that Daryl is like, we need Russell Westbrook. It's like Daryl was told by James Harden that I want to play with Russell Westbrook instead of Chris Paul. Uh, and so Daryl's like, all right, well, if we're going to have this guy on the team, then we need to do it. I don't think Russ went in there and be like, you need to go and get rid of Clint Capella and get me Robert Covington. I think that that was Daryl Morey creating the best team he could around the players that he had. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still just, I would tell Russell, hey, it's great, but the only way that we're ever going to get close to winning a championship is if James Harden has the ball, mm-hmm. not you. And so if you can... Yeah, but he did. This, like, uh, it's not like uh, Harden sat on the bench. You know what you just did, though? You just heard his feelings. Like, he's just talked about him in Taylor's Factory. Figure this is true. This is true. I feelings. just, to me, to me, I just don't think any team that is being built around Russell Westbrook at this point is going to have the success that you would want them to have. Yeah, and yeah. I think it'd be the only thing that can get Russ to step back is the chance of a championship. I think a legitimate yeah, chance yeah, yeah, at yeah. a championship. I agree with that. And players on his team that not even he can really argue in his head, oh, they're at least as good as me, if not better. And if he is the number one guy in your franchise, you can't get him to do anything. Yeah. You know? You're, You're walking, not going to sit down with him and have a heart-to-heart, and he's going to change. He may change for three games. We've seen that. How many times have we seen that? Yeah. He, like, has a terrible game. He takes responsibility. The next three games, he's great. Next thing you know, he's back to the same old guy. The yeah. GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's the, the GOAT. The GOAT. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I'm a young team like that, I just – Russell is not the guy that I want to hand the keys of my franchise over to, is, is what I'm saying. I just wouldn't – I even if you miss out on Chris Paul, I think if you're the Suns, you say, okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Ain't no in the bubble, baby. Let's yep. roll back and wait for the next guy. Like, wait for Beal. Like, Beal is probably going to be dealt in the next two years. See if you can have enough to trade for Beal. I mean, that's, I would trade DeAndre Ayton for Beal, Devin Booker, Beal, and then you build around those two. I mean, I'd rather Damn. try that. Yeah. How old is Beal now? He's 26. He's only 26? Yeah. Awesome. He feels 30. Beal feels. <laughs> real he's quite young i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong about that but i just to me i would not want to hand over the culture of my team to russell unless you're orlando and this is they were talking about the magic on the low post yesterday like the magic have no direction 
<laughs> Russ will give you a direction. Right. <laughs> they have no path to yeah. anything. Great. We can hand you the keys because we don't have anything anyways. We're like, well, we don't know, dude. But if you're if you're the Suns, like you have Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, like that's that's significant. You have Mikael Bridges. Like that's that's significant. I wouldn't want to I mean that's shifting your direction pretty significantly. Yeah. Is that I mean, does that make sense, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that I think that the world has soured on Russ in a way that's probably unfair to this point. And I get it. Like, I get it. Um, there's a lot to be like, for example, I don't want him back in Oklahoma City, which really <laughs> doesn't make sense with the direction of the franchise, obviously. But it's yeah. another one of those things like like we had that. And and I'll be honest, like I loved it until the end. And it was that Portland series combined with the way the playoffs went this year, it was just one of those things that Russell's value is as low. And that's why I think it's hard when you start talking about like Aaron Gordon and Markel Fultz and Al Farouk Aminu. It's like, I don't, I don't know what Russ's value is around the league anymore. It's, um, it's low. And, and yeah. they're even having, com- yeah, they're having conversations if it's one of the worst contracts in the NBA. So it's like getting assets back is something that's confusing to me because I'm like, I just wonder if you would even have to tie an asset to Russell to get rid of him, which at that point, if I'm Houston, just hang on. He's under contract. Like he's not. And I think Russell and James, like I think once they get on the floor, uh, I think they'll play and I think they'll win games and I think they'll flame out in the first or second round again. But it's one of those things like I'm just going to roll the dice with this team. I'm not going to do anything crazy. Uh, and if it's really toxic, like it seems like it is, there's a lot of other issues that aren't just Russell Westbrook. I think the toxicity, based on the players that are listed in an article, preceded Russell's ever showing up there. Yeah. You know, so I, I just think you roll with it. If I'm that new GM, like I'm not going to try to do anything to, because your franchise is already at like, the, I mean, at a tipping point. Uh, <laughs> praise the Lord that we have picks and PTL, pick swaps. And, PTL. Uh, but it's one of those things for me. I'm like, you just got to ride with it because there's, you're not going to be able, I don't think you can do anything to move Russell and increase your, unless it really is like James just getting the ball. And what's crazy is I was looking at stats uh, while y'all were talking and last year was James Harden's second highest usage rate of his entire career, even with Russell on the floor. Um, You know, so it's like, I just think if you're the game plan for Houston is get James Harden, the ball every single freaking time and then let everybody else surround him. But that's, you're just going to be mediocre for the rest of his career. Well, in either way, I think you're stuck. Well, right now you're, you're describing the end of the James Harden era in Houston. Yep. Like James is, if James is in a Houston Rockets uniform in 2021, 2022 season, I'd be baffled. I think this is, yeah. This, and this could even be is, Russell getting out in front of it and saying, Hey, yeah, I know James is going to leave. Yeah. I'm going first. Like I'm not. I'm not sticking around here to be the engine of the this Rockets team and throwing out to Daniel House. Like I'm not doing that. I get me out of here first. Like you get, don't think get me gone. And, you don't think James and Tillman are tight? You don't <laughs> think they're like bros? I don't. Uh, so have that conversation. And I know there's a lot more suitors for James Harden. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the competing championship guys for a 32 33 year old james harden uh where does that land like who who's gonna i mean anybody would try to move i think there are a lot of teams philadelphia 76ers obviously are the first one that comes to most people's mind but beyond that like 
where does he fit in this whole conversation too? If you yeah. start thinking about who's going to be the yeah. contender that wants a guy that's so ball dominant like James Harden, because yeah, most not, contenders already have those guys. He's not easy to trade either. I mean, I it's it's someone similar, but it's somebody that can actually elevate you to a contender level. Like if the Sixers traded for him, Absolutely. they'd be a contender. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, and there's and he's the far. There's far more, and it's all because he can shoot, right? Like him and Russ have the same bad habits, uh, you know, on the defensive end. They have, yeah. they have bad habits as far as some of the, the culture stuff that they bring to a team. But I think the the thing that's so different is that James, you don't, he just can shooter. shoot from all over the floor. And Russell has just somehow gotten even worse from the three-point line. Which is, by the way, a giant difference. Yeah. yeah oh, it's the, the difference, <laughs> right? Like Steph, it's it's enormous, it like, yeah. Like if Steph Curry couldn't shoot, probably not in the NBA. He's Ricky I don't Rubio. know. Have you ever seen him around the basket, man? Good Lord, that kid. Is Ricky Rubio's offense. If Steph can't shoot, it's Ricky Yeah, that's Rubio's true. <laughs> no, I know. I wasn't trying to like downplay the importance of three-point shooting, but it's like James will have a much longer career and higher value forever because of his ability to shoot from the three-point line so much. No doubt. Better. His beard ability. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Twitter questions. Twitter questions! It's hard. This is literally, this will be the busiest week in the history of the NBA, maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Like the moratorium lifts on Saturday or Sunday. And from what Zach Lowe said on his podcast, like the trade market is going to be bonkers for the next week up to and through the draft. There's a lot of rumblings. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of rumblings around. Hey guys, there's a lot of rumblings around our first Twitter question. It comes from at Flobby Dagnuts. Who wants to know is Diggs going to be a good daddy to the young, vibrantly eager young man? I think the answer is clearly yes. They they all love him already. So Slobby? Dag nubs. What do you think about I me? Mean, dag dag nuts. <laughs> I haven't heard much about Shay's relationship with Dagnalt, like Dagnalt. 
Uh, but I'm assuming like I can't one imagine that it's here. bad. Yeah, exactly. From what everybody says about this guy's character, it seems like he's going to be the perfect guy for this next squad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from <laughs> at Thunder Chats, who that wants to know. Thing was just to read that Twitter handle. Uh huh. Yeah, that's it. We already talked about that, and that's fine. How do you feel about signing Harry Giles? Harry Giles. <laughs> Harry, Harry Giles. Harry, Harry Giles. Harry Giles really starts to sound like. Are you saying something bad? <laughs> I don't know what a I know, Giles I know. is, but it feels like there's I something like that you're saying. Yes. Um, that'd be fine. Like whatever. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Who? Why you care about Harry Giles? That's my know. question. I don't know. Who's he, caring I mean, about Harry Giles right now? Trying to be a smart, smart. Player? He's he's. I mean, he's a fine player. Yeah, he's fine. Probably probably, an, probably a nice backup. But um, yeah, sure. I mean, if you don't, you're probably not resigning Nerlens Noel. Here's what I'm going to so, do. Yeah, here's what fine. I'm going to do. Yeah. Right, now I'm going to get on. I'm going to get on Twitter. I'm just going to say the Thunder should sign X. Just list, but make. 30 tweets. Yeah. And then when they actually sign one of those 30 people, go and delete the other 29, retweet and be like, told ya. Yeah. That's a really good point. Boom. You Perfect. Can do it. That's, a, that's one way to spend your time. <laughs> and then... <laughs> that is one way to spend your time. Uh, and then a newspaper might reach out to you and be like, hey, do you want a job? Wait a minute. Hey, hey this guy knows his stuff. Don't mind if I do. Hey, uh, actually, actually, do not do not accept a job with a newspaper. It's going under, baby. You, Stay away. You leave your uh, attorney's job uh-huh. to go to a, a newspaper. Oh, no. I go to the newspaper. It's on a fake Dagnalt tweet. <laughs> God, our, our next Twitter question comes from at Game of Thunder 7, who wants to know, can Phoenix draft a player at number 10 for Oklahoma City and then trade him a few days later during free agency in a Chris Paul trade? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if there's ongoing trade it's, talks, that's what, yeah. So what is the, what is that kind of, What's the rules around the draft and trades? Like, is it going to be different than before because of this weird season? I don't know. Like, as I know, there's, I, I guess the only way that, so I think maybe the reason this question comes up because there's, if a team has already traded future picks, you can't trade two first round picks in a row. Is that correct? Yes. Like two years in a row. It's a step in so a what happens a lot of times when players are drafted by other teams and then traded to them, uh, that happens when there's so for the Lakers, for example, they can't trade this year's pick because they've already traded lot next year's pick. Uh, well, the reason so what they would have to do is they would have to draft the player for the Thunder, for example, if they're going to do a Schroeder trade or whatever, and then flip that. That's kind of that that question I think comes out of that context. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean what what, they, what people have done in the past is that they'll sign the player and then you wait. The, I mean, this happened with Andrew Wiggins, if you guys remember, with Wiggins. Yeah, because you can't Love. trade the pick. You have so to trade the player. They had to sign Andrew Wiggins and then wait until he was eligible for trade and then trade him. Yeah, that's so, that's what I think that question was maybe trying to ask. Is yeah. But also, yes, you can trade whatever at some point, but there's there's a moratorium once the player is signed. Is that am I right about that? Yeah, there's. I don't. I can't remember what the time period yeah, is for a few months or something like that. A, but they may change this year since the season starts three weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't honestly. I don't. I don't know. I can't claim to know. Yeah, I did hear last night. We didn't talk about this nor their Twitter question, but I did hear last night that there's more rumblings again that the Lakers are uh, looking to pursue Dennis Schroeder. 
uh, yeah. Ryan Rosillo on his podcast. I mean, they should. I'd say that. I guess. Also, like, the Lakers are maybe pursuing DeMar DeRozan, which is crazy to me. That's tight. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard DeRozan's name in several different capacities the last couple of yeah, days. They're talking about trading Kuzma and Danny Green to the Spurs for DeMar DeRozan. Is that real? Oh. No, I don't think so, but man, wow. Oh my God, that would be the worst thing they could do. That would be wild. Is he a clutch? Is he a clutch client? I don't know that he is. I don't know. Why do they want DeMar DeRozan? Why does LeBron James want DeMar DeRozan? He loves capital letters. Hey guys, our next Twitter question comes from at Flobby Dag Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Again? <laughs> no, no, he's Aaron Goodwin. He's uh, Paul George's agent. Who wants to know where's the best place to hide things from your significant other slash children? There's really? so much basketball content, and this is the question. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. In the attic. Yeah, okay. Next question. Attic. <laughs> attic, okay. Cool. No, I'll just say this. I know none of you guys hide anything from your significant others because you guys stand up what guys. Would you, what, would you hi- what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know. know. What are you trying to hide? Like drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas presents, man. When you're hiding them, or Valentine's presents, or anniversary presents. Oh, I just put it in my in my in my dresser drawer. She yeah, didn't my, look um, through there. That's the first place to good luck. Oh my gosh, she doesn't look. The first place. All right. I keep stuff at work, and then I bring it home. Work. I even have like Amazon packages shipped to home or to my work. Mm. Would she open them if they no. had your name on them? Yes, I mean we have one account that has my name, and so yeah. oh, she see. opens anything that makes it to the house gets opened. Yeah. Can I tell you all a funny story while we're here? Since since we're doing no, this, no, there's basketball uh, content. Moving on. Yes, please, Jay. Yes, please. I want to hear it. This is what I want. So we ordered a, a Christmas present from Walmart because Walmart's doing their Black Friday sale earlier. This <laughs> Already? could be nipped and peeped. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh, so we got God. Andrew uh, a Beyblade set. If you're familiar with Beyblades. Oh, thank you. And so we, wow. we bought him a Beyblade set. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Select. And uh, the, the somebody, so Andrew, my son apparently was like walking by the window when the delivery guy dropped off this box and it wasn't wrapped or covered in oh anything. Oh my God. What? So, so my son was like, dad, a stranger just dropped off a Beyblade set for me on the porch. <laughs> a stranger. Awesome. We're like, no, son, that was, they, somebody must have accidentally delivered it. It belongs somewhere else. And yeah, I don't know who it was, but that's definitely not yours. Forget about it. Don't think about it ever again. <laughs> and did he believe you? Yeah, man, you're a kid. Yeah, for now until on Christmas. And he's like, Hey, hey, he's like, oh, this my is the gosh. one that was on the porch. I was bamboozled. So is Walmart just slapping shipping labels on the on the straight up boxes <laughs> or they have like Bill from the layaway department just grab boxes and drive to people's houses? This, yeah. What was this man wearing? Is he in like a oh, I, no, I, I don't know. I, I did not see it. So Jay, you oh. Beyblade man, do some bass. <laughs> my son here and you all know this like. My son has gone through about 25 phases over the last three years. For the last six months, it was hard, hard Lego phase. And spending every penny he had, he could go buy a new Lego set. Then all of a sudden, they broke out Beyblades. And now all he can think about is Beyblades. Oh, man. And it was Pokemon cards. Beyblades are tight. And so tight. it's like... Beyblades are tight. I like playing. I've never played the old Beyblades. 
You have you got to try. I don't. It, man. I don't understand. I don't read. To, to be hundred percent truthful, I do not know what Beyblades are. I assert, Beyblades are I, like these kind of spinning top things that you pull the oh, thing okay. out and, and you you battle in a and little battle. Uh, arena. They have different. They're really cool. There's like all these different kinds of tops. So they're like spinning. They're like spinning pogs. Yeah, but the show is tight because you spin the top, but really within the top is like a monster a or monster. a dinosaur or something. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. and then your beasts battle, but in real life that doesn't happen. <laughs> It's impossible. Yeah. It's just tops. So it's just battle <laughs> Hitting tops. against each other. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Let's go to our next Twitter question. <laughs> it comes from, from... Floppy Day. No, it doesn't. Again. No, it doesn't. It comes from at Pepsi United. <laughs> Who wants to know, was Mark Diagnolt already a blue head coach when they decided that Samaj deserves a chance over Caruso? Whoa, Pepsi United doing what they usually do. Let's dig a little deeper. Maybe this isn't as good as everyone thinks it is. Yeah, I mean, he that's, that's he would true. have been the blue coach at that point. Yes, but that decision wasn't made within the blue. Correct. I mean, that was a th- it was a thunder decision. It was a Billy yeah. Donovan decision. So, wow. But you have to know that he did talk to Mark Degnault about the decision. Oh, you ha- you just have to. Yikes. I'm out. Yeah, because the timeline from the Degnault to Donovan, Degnault came in a year before Billy Donovan mm-hmm. uh, from Florida, both of them together. But Degnault came a year before, and then Donovan came. So Degnault's first year on the blue would have been the last year of Scott Brooks. So whatever that is in your memory, that was the same year. 2014-15. I don't remember that year. You know that. I don't even remember the bubble. Apparently, twenty-four. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the plagues of Egypt season. <laughs> hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at OKC fan with Russ, one of the murderers I was talking about. Do you guys think that there's a team out there that is contending in the league that Westbrook can fit in and contribute to winning? Well, I think we've already talked about this. No, no. And our next Twitter question comes from at Benny the Goose. Who says, I love that Dag Nault is an unabashed Bruce Springsteen fan. That's news to me. It's fun to see CB people be passionate about what they love and not care how it looks. What are some things you guys are unabashedly proud of, fans of, especially things that might not be very popular? Hold on. Are, is, this, is he trying to say it's like he's being brave by saying he likes Bruce Springsteen? It's a pretty brave stance. In today's day and age, brave. Is it brave Springsteen? <laughs> one of the greatest, like one of the most popular the American entertainers ever. I anyway, guess. You know, it's very brave of him to say he likes Bruce Springsteen. You know what? Be more braver to say he still likes Michael Jackson. So if he wants to say something, <laughs> you take that path, buddy. That's brave. You know what? I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to say. But also proud to say. Oh wow! You did. Okay. Um, <laughs> Andrew's little elf just popped in the room. Sorry, he's really I'm cute. Brave, super sleuth. Brave and proud to say that I'm a fan of the Beatles. Dude. Okay, you gotta edit that out of this podcast. <laughs> this guy, Andrew, huge there might, Led Zeppelin fan. There's gonna be yeah. some. There's gonna be some blowback from that there's going to be some major blowback if you still get to keep your job after that andrew uh, sorry his little elf is crying you made him cry what did i do i don't know called him an elf 
Yeah. Andrew has a little something. Hey, okay. So what is what is something you like that is maybe not very popular that you are still a huge fan Oh, of? man. God. I don't know. I wish I had this question before because I do feel like this is a good this is a good topic. This yeah. could be a uh, Tayshawn's factoid dickery dickery. Yeah, it is. Um, let me think what mine is. You know what mine is? R. Kelly. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I? I just, Luke said he's st- he's a huge R. Kelly fan. Not what I said. That's not what I said. No. This is it. I I am still I still the musics of my youth emo music. I still love it. Oh yeah. I still love it. Sometimes I'll just get in my feelings and be like, man, I need some emo music. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's something about nostalgia that connects that. Like my love for Third Eye Blind should be embarrassing, but it's the band that I think about the most when I think about being in high school. So it's who I listen to yeah. all the time, yeah. randomly. It's there a great band. All right. I really, I don't have one. I'm trying. I really. Hey, if so, I think of it later, I'll just interrupt anybody. Yeah. Just jump on in. Okay. Okay. Cool. I. Yeah. I just wanted to. Uh, Spend some time reading Game of Thunder's seven questions because I know this has been talked to death, but this is a can Phoenix draft a player at number 10, right? So the thing we already kind of asked this question, but for me is I want to at least deal with the fact that probably Chris Paul is going to be traded at any point here in the next few days. Uh, what's your feeling on this, Andrew? Like where are you? I know you've, you've talked this to death with everybody, but what, what do you think is the real is this is this real? Is Presti utilizing this to get the Knicks to jump in and maybe give the eighth pick? Like, what are you thinking? And then what's your projection on if they landed at eight or ten? Do you have any sort of inclination on how the Thunder would draft? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's real in that I think that Chris would be willing to go to Phoenix. And there's a, there is a Chris Paul list of teams that he would like to go to. I would assume that he's working with the Thunder and that they're hand-in-hand trying to find the right situation for him. And I think Phoenix is amenable to both parties. And if Phoenix really does want to trade, I mean, Kevin O'Connor put in his article yesterday that they would like to use the 10th pick to get Chris Paul. (laughs) That's what they would (laughs) like to do. And if that's the reality, if you're Sam Presti, you're, I mean, you're just giggling. And you're just like, I get to, I just got two picks and two pick swaps a year and a half ago (laughs) to take on this guy. And now I get to get the 10th pick when I trade this guy. I mean, it's just an unbelievable situation. The thunder find themselves in, but I would, I mean, if they, if they got the 10th pick one, I don't know that they would not take Alexi Pokashevsky. Like, I don't know that they wouldn't Pokemon. I don't know that they wouldn't take Pokemon. But it just depends on who's there. I mean, somebody is going to drop from this group, like Killian Hayes, Coro, Terry's Halliburton. I don't think Okongwu is going to drop that far, which I would also be very excited about. But I would guess that somebody, Hayes, Okoro, Halliburton, one of those guys will drop. And if you can get one of those guys, yes. Absolutely. Take one of those guys, especially, I mean, if you can get a Coro, like I really think that that guy can be the best wing from, from this draft. And then Hayes is really interesting. He's six foot five. He can handle, he's a lefty can play him next to Shea. I like that idea as well. 
And then Pokashevsky's not. I mean, it's a swing for the fences. It's the biggest swing for the fences that you can take. And if they pick him at 10, that says that they... I mean, Sam Vecini has said, I think that Alexei Pokashevsky could be the best player in this draft. Like, it could... That could be the case. Now, he could be Dragon Bender, where in a couple of years, oh, you're like, no. oh, boy. <laughs> this oh, is not... No. This is not who we wanted to take. But I would... I will say that Pokashevsky is not... He's not a stiff, right? No, 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 no. I mean, like, he's... He's got a really unique skill set. And I mean, to me, you're going to probably be bad next year and be picking in the lottery next year. Like, go ahead and and swing for the fences. Go ahead and swing for the fences and take him. Because if you hit on Pokushevsky, then your path to being good again is a lot shorter, right? And if you miss it's you're probably on the same path that you were anyways. Cause I don't know if like, I don't know if Killian Hayes or Devin Vassell or any of these guys are really going to take you to that next level. But I think Pokemon could definitely. Well, and I think that, so there was a, Oh, I just blanked on who it was, but somebody on Twitter yesterday had mentioned that in an interview with Killian Hayes, that Killian Hayes had had some zoom interviews with the thunder. Um, Yeah. Doesn't that doesn't mean a ton, but it doesn't mean at least there's some form of interest. Killian Hayes is another one of those guys. Kevin O'Connor had him ranked uh, number one on his big board for pretty much this whole entire draft process. Yeah, but he's somebody that's landing in that seven to eleven range, mm-hmm. and and just a guy that has a ton of potential. And uh, Killian Hayes did mention that he think he'd fit pretty well at the Thunder. Which of course, what else is he supposed to say? You know, he's not going to be James Wise and be like, I don't want to play at Minnesota. Yeah. Um, Hey, I mean, hey, I I'd be super jacked about Killian Hayes. I mean, that would yeah, be... Yeah, I, I think so, too. That would be great. He's. I mean, I say that Pokershev... Like, Hayes could be another one of those guys. Like, he's got a high, yeah, exactly. high ceiling. So, I don't know. So, do you think, Pokush, do you think Pokushevsky would be somebody that they would stash and keep him in Europe? Or do you think they might as well just bring him over and let's see what he's got? He reminds me a little bit of Baisley without the consistency from the three-point line. He can shoot. That we found out that Baisley has. He can shoot, though. Poku can shoot. Yeah, he he's got a quick release. It's kind of funky looking, but not quite as bad as Lamelo's. Yeah, I would, I would, I would guess they try to bring him over ASAP. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you want him. I mean, if unless he's going to play in a better league, like you want to bring him over as soon as possible. What are people at um, the Athletics saying? Like, what are writers at the Athletics saying the Thunder should do? That they should do with what? Do with their draft pick, and re- honestly, I'm just asking this because you have a very cool hoodie on right now. It's an Do athletic, I? Right? yeah. I just wanted to bring up the, your sweater because it's embroidered on there. It's not printed on there. Oh it's yeah, a very nice sweater that they send you. Do they send you a lot of swag? Swag? Sure, when swag? I got the job, they sent me some swag. Swag. That's a nice fresh hoodie, man. Embroidered yeah. sweater. Wow. You know that's not his only embroidered sweater. It's not. Uh uh-uh. uh What? What are you talking Andrew, about? Do you remember? I have another one. Yep. It's uh what is this? I'm trying to remember the genesis of this. Genitals. And why this happened. You just can't control yourself. <laughs> uh, what? So Luke gave me a, an embroidered sweater once before. This is in was this in high school? Yeah, I yeah. think it was senior year. Yeah, this was in high school. It was a Christmas present. Why did you give it to me? Uh I thought it was funny. 
There's got to be a better story. What you is the sweater? You would say this all the time. Yeah, I used to tell Luke in high school that he smelled like a horse's ass. Oh! And and because he farted. That was not, uh, I, I All think, the time. Is I, that why? I don't believe that was right. I mean, that's, However, it is true. I mean, that's true. I have, I cannot confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, was it for Christmas? It was that you for gave Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. I got him a sweater. Two, 2004. He yeah. got me a sweatshirt. It's yeah. not a sweater. It's a sweatshirt. A sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Gray sweatshirt. And what does it say? It says on it, Andrew smells like a horse's ass. Oh. <laughs> it's a good sweater. It's a great sweatshirt. They were moved when they're last time you were moving. You sent me, Amy sent me a picture and said, I just found this in interesting. Yeah. Oh, you kept it. Of course. It's a nice sweatshirt. It is nice. It's funny. You probably spent like legitimate money on that. I mean, embroidery is not cheap. No. You can wear it in very limited settings. (laughs) (laughs) It's not one you can just throw on real quick to go to the uh, grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Anyways. You guys are, you, miffed, are you guys miffed or peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. So I've got a miffed and peeved turn G and B this week. Ooh, oh, thank the Lord, PTL. We got a, uh, we got Chick Fil A for the family. Mm. My wife was eating my wife. <laughs> was eating a salad. And she's she's just enjoying her Chick-fil-A salad. And all of a sudden, she goes, oh, oh, oh. There was a tiny little chicken bone <gasps> in the salad. And I looked at her and I said, she was miffed and peeved. And I said, that chicken bone is going to be a blessing to our family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, it is Chick-fil-A refunded our entire meal. Wow, forty-one dollars and six cents, and they wow. sent us a uh, free salad coupon. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so now I'm just keeping chicken bones in my pocket every time I go to Chick Fil A. Sprinkle them a little, sprinkle them out on my salad. Say, Whoa! And they're like, "Sir, this is from like a chicken wing. It still has buffalo sauce on it." <laughs> like, are you gonna tell me I'm wrong, guys? I'm also Mr. Peeved. Last night I went to Arby's, <coughs> ordered my Arby's sandwich, curly fries, small mozzarella sticks, <laughs> the classic L-Man order at Arby's. It's true. <sighs> Got home, looked in my sack, pulled out my Arby's roast beef sandwich, pulled out my <laughs> mozzarella sticks. End of oh, sack. Oh, my God. No curly fries. Dude. So what did you do? I got really depressed about it. You didn't go back? No. What's the point? They'd probably just forget again. How far away is <laughs> you're the like Arby's? Three, you're like three blocks probably, away from that. You could legitimately less, walk to that Arby's. probably two blocks away, but... <laughs> I can't the, believe you didn't go point? back. What's the point? <laughs> he they, got too depressed, guys. What do you not understand? They just probably, they'd probably just forget again, you know? They probably... <laughs> you know, it's a severe distrust. They probably did it on purpose because they saw him and said, he's too fat for curly fries. <laughs> We're going to help this guy out. Yeah. So. I'm but they gave you the I'm really not sticks. even miffed and peeved. I'm just 
DP depressed. D <laughs> DP depressed. DNP. DNP depressed. Oh, oh I, we had one <laughs> one more thing happen to us. It was, it was very 2020. So we every year we order a turkey from the Greenberg Turkey uh, Company, gobblegobble.com. Okay. They sell. They sell. <laughs> we know what the hell. I have no idea what you're talking about. So they sell smoked turkeys that are just unbelievable. Okay. Factory burned down. <laughs> burned, burned all the turkey. All the turkeys are destroyed. Hey, you could say they have more smoked turkeys this year than ever before. Oh, no. They're all destroyed. I was like, the yeah. I was. I was almost expecting it. That's so hilarious. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, that's very sad for the people that have a job there and the people who own them. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. They surely got, I mean, I'm literally on gobblegobble.com right now. Yeah. We're working around the clock on refunding all orders that were scheduled to deliver after November 6th. Oh, yep. God. I'm telling Man, you. That is yeah. Sad. There'll be a gigantic insurance payment, hopefully. There's got to be. There's got to be. Hey, Wednesday, during the draft, we will have a live stream. So feel free to hop on, get in the chat, enjoy it with us. We will try to make it spoiler free. So if you're on Twitter or whatever, don't don't share in the chat who's getting picked or who the Thunder are taking because we'd like to keep it a mystery. Mm. So join us. We'll be chatting. This should be fun. Hope you guys have a great, great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys again. And remember, this chicken bone is about to be a blessing to our family. (laughs) (laughs) And it was. (laughs) It sure was. Sure as hell. Oh, really happy. Oh man, it's kind of. I'm kind of happy to hear that though. I'm like, okay, so they got real. I mean, they're not just getting like the. Completely processed chicken. Yeah, yeah. No, it's real chicken. Okay, that's pretty real. Yeah. There's bones. That's a good sign. Bones it is. Are a good sign. It's a blessing to us all, the bones. It really is. It's a good story that you told us that didn't happen.